0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day, if not quite windy, in Southern California, and I'm doing my best to avoid it and kind of having a meh day to day. But I have been really looking forward to getting this done and sharing this, so thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, stay motivated. I do appreciate it. I'm Bo Nellis, and we're going to open it up with some stoner moments so I talked about weed allergies last time and how people can develop allergies and things like that. And the, the positive thing to remember is that still nobody's died from cannabis. So don't get too worried about it or over anxious. Um, they're just things to remember and to be on the lookout for. Uh, And then I also wanted to say that people who do tend to experience sensitivity to cannabis when they smoke normal THC-rich cannabis or people who might uh, not appreciate being around a a big bag of weed because it's so smelly a lot of the time, you can actually use a CBD-dominant strain with very little THC with some good success. I've introduced some friends to that option as well uh, with great success. So don't be afraid to to look into you, those options that are out there. And I'm not going to be afraid to help you find them and remind you about them for sure. Speaking of options, let's get blunted about some news. Uh, not angrily at all. Weed tampons. Have you guys seen that? Not really tampons, uh, but the media isn't going to be... Having titles that say, ganja suppositories, in your vagina. So tampons kind of say that without having to say it. But they are not tampons. They're not going to help you in your menstruation or your your feminine hygiene at all. What they are are cocoa butter-based suppositories. They have, uh, according to the website, a CO2-distilled THC oil and a CBD isolate of 99.99% whatever that means they are made by a company called Foria which are also known for making the weed lube that was so popular about a year or so ago and which is a great product it's a it's a very high end refined product the people who started the company from what i've read they aren't really hotheads themselves they didn't really care for cannabis but they really are entrepreneurial saw an area and a niche and a way to help uh, women really specifically I feel like so you got it you got to like that there's nothing wrong with the man in touch with his feminine side and I feel like they've really shown that option here by bringing this to the market it's very commendable for 60 megs of THC and 10 megs of CBD, the $11 price tag per suppository is still a little steep, but for women who really need options, this is it. Now, this would be something that you would probably use pre-menstruation, uh, and I haven't seen a whole lot of reviews on it that didn't read, like, an advertisement, that didn't read, like, sponsored content, uh... Uh, the one that I did read was on Broadly, uh, the the women-centric Vice offshoot, and the chick totally ate an edible at the same time, which negates the actual effects that she would have felt from the suppository. That's not, it's not good reporting at all. It was really, I read that and I was like, well, nothing you say now fucking matters anymore, so, hmm, fantastic, thanks. Uh, But, you know, there are some things that I can still gather. The cocoa butter is going to be a much better option than what women might make with coconut oil at home just because the cocoa butter can really coat the cervix and, and that area around it and antagonize the CB receptors in that area. Now, in my experience, I probably would have thought more CBD and less THC would be a better option, and maybe we'll see more of that still, too. Um, the suppositories aren't going to get you high in the traditional sense, but remember because you are still activating a healing response, you might feel sleepy. So the first time you do, it should definitely be a day where you're, I mean, let's be honest, if you're using them for severe cramps, you're probably going to be in bed anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter if you go to sleep, right? So whatever. Uh, Yeah. You have to buy four at a time. So that's 44 bucks. It's not exactly not pricey, but for medicine, it's also not terrible. It's pretty much within market range. It's, it's pretty average market range. So for the quality that you're going to be getting with these, the quality that the company's known for, certainly it's, it's a, a pretty moderate price tag on it. And I'm really interested to see how If it actually helps women in need, Uh, the broad range of women in need. All right, you guys, we are going to deal with something that might be a little basic for some of my listeners, but because I'm really interested in helping people who have probably never dealt with a dealer before or stepped into a dispensary, uh, feel a lot more comfortable, we really need to go over everything. And so this is going to be a quick one about weights. Pricier than gold in some forms, cannabis is sold by weight. So there are three main forms of cannabis that you can purchase that I'm going to go over. The flour, the concentrates, and the edibles. And I'm going to start with the flour. Uh, It's also kind of the most complicated. Cannabis is sold by grams. A gram will often be the lowest measurement of cannabis that you can buy. The prices range from we're going to be very safe here on the high end and we're going to say $10 a gram to $20 a gram. I've seen it as high as $25 a gram, but that's going to be much less likely and fuck those people. The lowest denomination to highest denomination is going to be a gram, a half eighth, two grams, an eighth, a quarter, a half. An ounce, a quarter pound, a half pound, and a pound. Now, most patients aren't going to be dealing on a quarter pound to pound level unless you're actually growing it yourself and or selling it off to dispensaries, which a lot of patients do in order to bridge the the income that's needed for growing with all of the lights and the pesticides and the fertilizers and the treatments and things that that... Go into maintaining this very picky plant sometimes, which is not so weed like in a lot of ways when you're being particular about its outputs. Um, But anyway, moving again, a pound is 453 ish. We're just going to round it off 453 grams. All right, so the gram, our lowest uh, size, 453 of those make up your average pound of weed. Now, a half-eighth is a little bit more complicated, so we're just going to skip to two grams. But just remember that a half-eighth is a little less than two grams. So a lot of dispensaries will have two-gram specials. Sweet and simple. Now, the next one is an eighth. That is probably the most common weight for most people to be purchasing their cannabis. Uh, Back in the day, we were paying like $60 for an eighth. You can absolutely be paying $60 still. And the total weight for that $60 is three and a half grams. Nowadays, you're more likely to end up paying about $45 in California's medical state. Uh, But we'll see what happens with that with all these tax hikes. Uh, I would still say that on the street, you're looking at about the same, uh, about $45 an eighth. Now, a half-eighth is going to be half of that three and a half grams. So it's 1.75 grams. And a lot of times when you were broke, you would ask your dealer, you couldn't afford an eighth, you would ask for a half-eighth. It was easier than asking for two grams for some some dealers. And some dispensaries will still allow you to split an eighth, giving you a half-eighth of each. So it's an important measurement that I wanted to keep in. Now, after your eighth, you're pretty much just doubling everything from there. So your eighth is 3.5 grams, and a quarter is going to be seven grams. That is a quarter of an ounce. The eighth is an eighth of an ounce. A quarter is seven grams, and it's one fourth of an ounce. So moving down from there again, you have a half ounce, that's going to be 14 grams. Now a full ounce is actually 28.3 grams. If you want to round to a 10th, and I like to round to a 10th, that's a good size bong load right there, all right? I'm just saying. So if you are buying an ounce from a dispensary and they only give you 28.0 grams, they're jipping you 0.3. Now, however, if they had a special for 28 grams, that's different, and that's called loophole, truth in marketing, things like that. <sighs> Now in the dispensaries, an ounce is going to run you from about $150 to about $420 depending on quality, uh, the marketplace, how big of a twat the fucking owners are who are setting the prices, things like that. Um, The average is going to be about $250 for an ounce. Now, if you are going to be getting into actually flipping flour, uh, which is code for dealing uh, or selling marijuana, then you're going to be dealing in much higher quantities than that. You're going to be dealing in pounds, probably again, 453 and a half grams. And from there, you're going to deal in in what are called quads, quarter pounds, which are 113 grams, halves, which are 226 grams, and then your pound, uh, which is 453. Now, the 113 is supposed to have some tenths on it as well. The 226 for the half pound is going to have some tenths on it as well. And it was really funny because I know when I first started at a dispensary, I just multiplied 28 by four which will give you 112 grams so for the longest time if I was counting a quad which is a quarter pound I was only counting it to 112 grams but because a full ounce is actually 28.3 when you multiply it by four you get 113 point whatever grams back in the day dealers loved this because if you knew what a quarter pound was, you would just skis off that extra gram for yourself or you would make extra money off of it. Uh, and, you know, it's just a it's a good way to to nickel and dime out of everything. But it's bad logic to try and take 28 and move back from there. Work from a pound down. Work from a pound down. All right. Moving into concentrates really quickly. Concentrates are much easier. You either have a half gram or a gram. And half grams are going to run you 25 to $50 for live resin, $25 for like a regular shatter, $50 for live resin, and a full gram is going to run you around $40 for some decent shatter to $100 for certain live resins, which is fucking insane. Like three times the price of gold. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's absurd. But still you know what instead of the gold standard we should have the cannabis standard it's renewable and that could create some issues but i mean it's clearly valuable right Uh, that's not the way economics works that's no all right whatever moving back to concentrates you have half grams and grams on the average your gram is going to be probably fifty dollars And that's for things that you're usually going to be vaping. Now, for RSOs, for the Rick Simpson oil or the Phoenix Tears or the refined laboratory concentrates for seizure fighting, cancer fighting, chronic disease fighting, those are usually sold also in the half gram or gram. And then in higher quantities, usually like five gram tubes, things like that, they can get very pricey. Uh, I've seen them as high as I think a thousand eighty dollars for the Cana Kids, um, but again, you're paying for quality there uh, for something that isn't the RSHO. That is not that is not what you want at all. I think that I think it's RSHO. Maybe it's R, yeah RSHO. That sounds right. Real scientific hemp oil. Oh gosh, just a stupid name. Anyway. Don't buy that crap. Moving on to tinctures and edibles, you're going to be paying, or at least you want to be paying by the milligram. You want something that's labeled with a milligram on it. Don't pay for something that says one gram flour used because it hasn't been tested. And you can listen to the test results, the pot quiz episode if you want to know more about testing. But really what you want to focus on is bang for your buck and dosing. And so milligrams is going to be the best way to do that for you. Now, as an example, going back to the suppositories that we were talking about earlier, the 4 suppositories, they are 70 milligrams of cannabinoids total, 60 milligrams of THC, and 10 milligrams of CBD. Now that breaks down to just over 6 milligrams per dollar. Uh, That's really about... Market. It's a little on the low end. Uh, You can usually get it a little bit higher, like seven and a half. Sometimes you can even get uh, it over 10 for a dollar, 10 milligrams for a dollar. When you add in the CBD, it gets a little higher and you can... They can start charging more money for it. Uh, Some places are insane, and everybody knows that I love my Chiba Chews, and I love my CBD Chiba Chews, and I usually pay about $14 for that. That is a fair market price. And, And you'll find most places carry them in the $14 to $16 range. Some places are charging $25 for them. That is $2 a milligram of CBD. That is highway robbery. And I will make sure to leave reviews on all of those people's weed maps to make sure that people understand why I'm not going to go to that dispensary. And the kind of ridiculous markups that that dispensary that is pushing patient care is actually only caring about the patient's wallet. Fuck you guys. Okay, well, I hope you guys feel a little bit more comfortable with the terminology of the weights that you're going to be looking for and purchasing when you first walk into a dispensary and or try cannabis for the first time. So let's move on to our safety meeting. Yay, safety. It is a term for a cannabis smoking session. And I am going to smoke some cannabis. Well, I've been smoking some cannabis this whole time. I still have the super dream. It's really mellow though, and it's great for some of my anger issues. But because I'm having such a meh day to day, um, I've thrown in some of the golden pineapple too to give me a little bit of a spark, but not make me too racy, not just give me a bunch of anxiety, but just a little, a little happy boost. And it's working out for me. I kind of like it. And get a little bit of a dry mouth thing going on though. Uh, I also had some CBD pill earlier, and I had some sativa pill. I made some with uh, a chem dog that I had had some shake for, and they were pretty stony. I'm pretty laid back, but I got this done early, mind you. It's Tuesday, you guys. I'm. It's probably the only thing I'm getting done today, but at least I got this done. All right, in the safety, we are going to be talking about pokers. Now, when smoking or vaporizing cannabis, but mostly smoking, you will inevitably find yourself in the position where you are not getting a satisfactory hit out of your piece, but the cannabis inside of it and the black tarry resin around it is locked in. Now, there is a utensil to come to your aid in this, and it is called... The poker. You can buy fancy ones that uh, fit around your Bic lighter and slide on and off. Uh, you can use utensils that you find around, like bobby pins or paper clips, to kind of pry all of that leftover leaf matter out so that you can knock it into your hand and then into a an ashtray, which is what I prefer to do. Um, but if you don't want a stigmata of to jesus on your hand all the time like i have then you just knock it into the ashtray and the more that you kind of knock it around in the bowl the easier it is to knock into the ashtray without potentially breaking your piece especially if it's glass now pokers come in all kinds of shapes and sizes like i've said you can get fancy ones around your pick there are even fancier ones that look like jewelry i think i saw on jane west uh, they had some stuff some roach clips and poker necklaces uh maybe you just need a pipe cleaner i was talking to a relatively new smoker or toker friend of mine and she had been using a one hitter in the little cigarette style and it was getting clogged so she was like what do i do and uh, you know a pipe cleaner will work just fine for her but the thing that a friend of mine introduced me to that I absolutely love and the poker that I use on a regular basis is a refurbished wire hanger. If you've got some extra wire hangers around, do your best Joan Crawford impression and take a metal cutter to that bitch. You can refashion it into a little handle at the end, twist it off, and it's the perfect size for almost every single piece that I've ever used. It's very sturdy and durable and when it becomes filled with gunky resin I just take a lighter to it and then wipe it off with a paper towel and it's back to good as new again. The handle on the end really gives you a lot of grip too when you're really trying to get in there and you've got a piece that's just clogged and your hands are gunky and you're like just go there or really appreciate it and i'll probably try and post a picture to instagram and have, i think that'll yeah i hooked it up to where that'll post to my facebook and my twitter automatically if you're interested in what i'm talking about so, but, but a poker, it doesn't have to be fancy. I use stems that are lying around a lot of time. Uh, you know what? Here's a tip. Don't eat your pot stems. They're too fibrous, and your body can't break them down no matter how much you chew on them, and when you get a stomach ache three days later, that'll be why. So don't eat your stems. Make tea, uh, extract them, do something else, but don't eat them. Uh, but yeah, in a pinch, anything pointy. I had a, a cracker at a 311 white elephant party that I went to over the holiday season, and in the cracker were were two little chiles uh, on a keychain, and I just put that on the hook for my dime bag, and that became my poker right there. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. Anyhows. Get yourself a poker, and you'll never find yourself having to pack good bud on top of bad, nasty dirt uh, leftover ever again. Or sucking it in either. Ugh, I hate that. And now we have safety. Thanks so much for sneaking in a toke with me, you guys. I love spliffing it with you every week. But ciao for now.